I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there, welcome along to High Performance, our gift to you for free every single week. This is the podcast that turns the lived experience of the planet's highest performers into your life lessons. So today, allow the greatest leaders, thinkers, sports stars, entertainers and entrepreneurs to be your teacher. Today is a little bit different. If you're new to High Performance, welcome along. This is one of our short bite-sized episodes where Professor Damien Hughes and myself will just spend a few minutes talking about some guests who've joined us over the past few seasons. Before we go any further, though massive thanks to everyone for supporting the high performance book that came out only yesterday actually high performance lessons from the best on becoming your best it's already topped the charts in all kinds of different genres and we're so proud of the book Um, and I know you will love it too if you want a high performance 2022 track the book down on Amazon or any good bookshops you will not be disappointed but on with today's episode Um, this is we've come up with a little idea for today's bite-sized episode because I'm sure you don't need me to tell you that this weekend it is the greatest Formula One showdown. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen going toe-to-toe, locked on points, last race of the season. There's been loads of animosity, there's been loads of on-track action, there's been loads of off-track comments. And what we've really enjoyed, Damien, is that a lot of the conversation has been about the drivers, but over the course of the last few months, we've interviewed on this podcast both the team bosses. And so watching the way that they've dealt with this pressure cooker of a Formula One title battle has been fascinating. Yeah, it has. I think it was Mark Webber when we spoke to him, Jake, spoke about seeing himself as at the tip of the arrow. But what comes behind him is the team, the bosses, and ultimately the cultures that have been created in both Red Bull and in Mercedes. So speaking to the people that have shaped those cultures in Christian and with Toto themselves has been fascinating. And I think it gives us some real insights into what we can expect this weekend. And I think after speaking to them, we both have a kind of interesting insight into the fact that when you're the driver, the visor goes down and it really is no longer a team sport. It is man versus man, machine versus machine. But for these team bosses, what I've really enjoyed watching is that they've got this kind of myriad of different hats they have to wear. They have to be brilliant PR men because they're constantly being quizzed by the media. They have to be really good personal motivators because they have to be the ones to open the driver's door 10 minutes before the race starts and say to Max or Lewis something that's going to inspire them and lift them up. Then they have to be an actual sort of team player and lift the whole team all around them. And then they have to be heavily involved in strategic decisions during a Grand Prix that could make or break a Grand Prix win. And, you know, you hear... Toto Wolf talks a bit less on the radio, but you hear those moments where he feels he really needs to speak to the driver and the way that he does that, those kind of real big decisions um, right in the heat of battle. 
I just think it's such a complex and challenging job, isn't it, being a team principal in Formula One? Yeah, definitely. I think what you described there is that there's so many different hats that they do need to wear, whether that's... But all of that, it depends on them keeping a clear head and having a really clear strategy that they're following. We often see it in other sports where you see coaches coaching on the side of a field during a game and what a lot of coaches will say is that betrays a lack of preparation that's been done during the week if you need to be intervening in those key moments. And I think what's really interesting watching Toto and Christian and the other team bosses is the fact that the preparation has gone in in the months leading up to this stuff and they're simply executing according to those plans. Well, let's go back then and listen to a a quote from one of them. Who do you want to go to first of all, Christian or Toto? What should we reflect on? I'd like to go to Christian first because I thought this gives us a really interesting insight into psychological safety, which we can speak about after listening to the clip. Okay, don't forget you can find the full episode on High Performance. Here he is, Christian Horner, when he joined Damien and myself. So a race weekend on a Sunday and there's a mistake that costs a a win or a podium or a points finish. How quickly have you moved on from that at the start of the next week? Usually within 24 hours, 36 hours, you've lost that fear. It still hurts, but you you sleep the second night. Um, So, uh, and it's a matter of understanding, okay, what could we have done better? You know, what could we have done better? I mean, we just lost a race to Lewis. all the media think it's down to the strategy. The reality was they were just quicker than us. There's no point beating yourself up about the strategy. The reality is we just need a faster car. Mm. And then you get the strategic options. So again, it's focusing on the things that are the reality rather than the fiction. It's an interesting line that, isn't it? Focusing on the things that are the reality, not the fiction. Yeah, not getting caught up. A bit like what we're saying there about the narrative the media narrative, ignoring the noise and being able to get people to focus on what you can do rather than what outside experts are suggesting from it. But I think the thing I took from it there, Jake, was that the fact that there's a real sense of psychological safety. You lose a race, you then park it after you've done the review of what can we do better, and then you move on. You don't keep haranguing each other or criticising or going over past mistakes. You deal with the reality of how do we get better in our next race and I think given what's happened in the last few weeks for Red Bull I think it's really interesting that they'll be focused on the race to come not what's gone wrong in uh, in the last month or so. I also think there's a real value in that conversation for everyone to hear because I think that we all we all have these times where the opinion or the words or the actions of other people bother us and actually what really matters in that situation is the fact that we know the truth you know, other people's, I mean, I saw this great quote once, which said that you can't spend your time worrying about people that want to write a false narrative about you and then choose to believe it. And that's really good point. You know, let's just remember, there will be people who really support Mercedes in this title battle. Okay. They will be actively looking to find any little story. You can find the videos on YouTube. You can find the comments on Twitter. They are looking for every tiny shred of evidence that supports their view that Max Verstappen is a dirty racer and Christian Horner is a, is a poor team boss. And they'll be looking all the time for everything they can find where the reality is Max Verstappen is just a massively competitive driver. And Christian Horner is a team boss who has got a track record of delivering brilliance in Formula One. That's the truth. But, it's not an easy one, Damien, to ignore the narrative that other people are creating. I don't know, you've done a lot of work over the years with various sports teams. What work have you done with them to kind of get them to understand that 
all that actually matters is that the only people that know the most about the situation they're in is them. Like they know the truth. Yeah, it's a really good question, Jake. I think if you if, if we go to someone like like a previous guest on the show, Stuart Weber, one of his key phrases that he shared with us, but you've seen it that he has inside the dressing room there at Norwich is just ignore the noise. Encourages people to tune out from that. Don't be on social media. Don't be listening to people that are outside your circle of trust. And I think it's a circle of trust one that's really interesting that one exercise I'll often do with athletes that maybe are getting a lot of abuse or a lot of criticism on social media is get them to make a list of all the people who, when they offer their opinion, they sit up and pay attention. And the reality is that most people's lists won't go any longer than five or six. It might be your parents, it might be a partner, it might be the coach, it might be somebody that's been with you on your journey. And then the point is, when they give you feedback, you sit up and pay attention because they know about your story, they know what your foibles are and your strengths. But above all, they care about you and they're offering you feedback to help you improve. Anybody outside of that hasn't earned the right to offer their opinion and for you to choose to listen to it. You know, again, like if we go back, Casper Schmeichel was a really good example of articulating that when he came on the podcast where he spoke about his committee of people that have earned the right to offer him an opinion on, on his goalkeeping skills and anyone outside of that isn't worthy of, of paying much attention to. This conversation always, always reminds me of the great Theodore Roosevelt. You remember, it's not the critic who counts, nor the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or whether the doer of deeds could have done better. Brilliant. The credit belongs to the man who is in the arena. And that's the reality of, of not just Lewis and Max, but also of Toto and Christian. Everyone else can have an opinion, but it takes a certain person to end up as a team boss in Formula One. It takes an even more special person to end up as a team boss in Formula One fighting for a world title. And they're the, they're the ones in the arena. And I'm Absolutely. Not, like I'm not sure human beings, Damien, are designed to get these brick bats thrown at them all the time and for them just to bounce off them. Like I think we now live in a... Well, my opinion is we live in a world we weren't designed to live in. Right? I don't think human beings physiologically and psychologically were designed to live in a world where we're constantly on our mobile phones and everyone can have an opinion and we get this overload of information all the time, much of it kind of negative and critical. So to deal with that, I think it takes a, it takes a certain mindset, doesn't it, and a certain level of strength. Well, you're right. I mean, there's stats on this that are out there. The one that I often refer to is that in an average hour of a working day, your phone interrupts you around 37 times every 60 minutes. Now, you might go, well, so what? But the point is it impacts on your quality of attention and focus for the next 22 minutes. So you even responding to a message that might take you a minute impacts the next third of an hour and stops you being at your, your absolute best. So when we talk about this and when our high performers have been so generous to say, ignore the noise, surround yourself with people whose opinions only count, they're not saying that because it's a on vogue thing to say. They're saying it because they've discovered that that is a, is a hack to a high performance that any of us can tap into. I remember reading a few years ago um, that, and this might just be nonsense, but it was that the digital edition of the New York Times has more information in it on any given day than the average person would have absorbed in their entire lifetime during the Georgian era. So going back three or 400 years, like that might be an absolute load of BS, but actually if it's true, I wouldn't be surprised Would you. The no, amount of all. information that we're receiving on a daily basis is 
is ridiculous. So let's give some more information to people <laughs> listening to this podcast. Um, should we hear the clip from Toto Wolf? Because what I also love about this is that these two drivers have a very different driving style. These, there's no doubt is there. These two team bosses have a very different management yeah. style, don't you think? Definitely. And this particular clip is one that when I've spoken to people about the podcast, this is up there in the top three most repeated uh, examples that have really stuck and resonated with listeners. When I walked in the first time into Mercedes, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, and, uh, and what did you want it to be? I mean, the first day I walked in, I, I, I went, I arrived in reception and, and I sat down in reception and it, it didn't look like a Formula One team. Uh, there was an old daily mail on the table from the previous week and coffee cups that we had to dry coffee. And, um, and I, I couldn't believe that this was the Mercedes Formula One team. And now you may say, you know, how do dry coffee cups uh, or an old daily mail impact on the performance of a Formula One team? But it's all, it shows an attitude. It shows um, attention to detail. And I think this is most important for a high-tech team and all these soft factors that many will ignore because it's not data, it's not aerodynamics, it's not vehicle dynamics um, that, that make a car faster, but all that is part of the values of a team. And if everybody runs in the same direction, everybody acknowledges that attention to detail is important, then eventually the wheel is going to gain some momentum. And um, so that was my first experience of Mercedes F1. Oh, wonderful. And you know what, Damien? everyone almost everyone listening to this will have had a moment in their lives where they have walked into a building or walked into a, a place of work or a friend's house or somewhere and there's something similar to that but we don't notice it because we don't have that mindset and I think once you understand the way that the brain of Toto Wolf works then you realize why and how his team has been so successful for the last few years definitely I think a lot of people might hear that and assume it's a gimmick, but if you'd listen to the wider message that he gives around attention to detail is a non-negotiable behaviour within his world. And everybody, regardless of your role, whether you're on the reception desk or whether you're Lewis Hamilton, has to pay attention to the detail of what you're doing. You realise that what he's doing is embedding it all the way through the culture. There's a great story I read years ago about Walt Disney that one of his non-negotiable behaviours was curiosity, being open-minded, trying things. And especially so if you worked as one of his Imagineers, the guys that were creating films and games and rides and things like that. And one of his tests was that he'd take you for a meal if you came for an interview with him and he'd watch carefully to see if you flavoured your meal with salt and pepper before you tasted it. Because that indicated that you weren't open-minded enough to try the food before deciding to flavour it and when Toto shared that example it reminded me of somebody that is focused on the small things because those small things lead up to big results and I think um, what else is really important here is it, it improves everyone's mindset you know Dave Brailsford um, he, he didn't call it marginal gains he called it micro excellence have you heard that phrase before he talks about micro excellence in terms of like the yeah. smallest tiniest details making them excellent I remember he he did an interview years ago where he said um, it was with the Harvard Business Review, where he yeah. said perhaps the most powerful benefit of this is that it creates contagious enthusiasm. So in other words, everyone then starts thinking, hold on a minute, 
where can I improve? And and we the great thing is this is so easily transferable to everyone's lives, whether it's the food we eat, the exercise we do, the conversations we have, the time we go to bed, the time we get up, the amount of water we drink. We can all break our world down into tiny little areas and improve all of those areas by 1%. Therefore, we can all attack micro-excellence in the same way that Sir Dave Brailsford was making sure that on the Tour de France there were beds being taken for his cyclists ahead of the race so that their guys weren't sleeping on hotel room beds. They had proper beds, proper mattresses, proper pillows. And I remember even in my time in Formula One watching people clean, you know those tensor barriers that you have outside the garages? Yeah, they yeah. were silver and it was raining in Turkey. And they were employing people to wipe them dry while it was raining because... Right. They just didn't want the rain to sit on them. Or the one that really sticks in my head, Abu Dhabi, final race of the season in the McLaren hospitality. They had some big black bean bags, but they yeah. had some funny colour stitching on them. So there was three people on their knees and they were colouring in the stitching with black permanent marker. I said, what's going on? And they said, oh, we're just um, colouring in the stitching because it isn't brand colours. Now, like you can say that's ridiculous, right? Because no one on earth is going to walk into that McLaren hospitality and go, Oh, the stitching on those beanbags is not the brand colour of McLaren. But it's about a mindset. It's about an approach. It's about having your non-negotiables absolutely in line with pursuing excellence. And I think if we do that, it is actually very hard to be derailed. Because as we say so often on this podcast, you might not get to where you want to go. But by doing the right things, you're going to give yourself a hell of a much better chance. Exactly. They are the process that so many of our high performers tell us about get the small steps right, the small things right, and eventually the performance will take care of itself. Wonderful. Well, it's going to be interesting watching the showdown. I'm looking forward to it. Who do you reckon wins it? Uh, I think I'd go with the the current incumbent. I think Lewis Hamilton will, uh, has got the experience to, to go for it. I think you're quite right. And You know, Max Verstappen is in a position he's never been in before. Lewis Hamilton's been in this position numerous times um so i think that that will uh that will probably win out but i just hope for a great race and a good clean honest race mate thanks so much for your time damien what's it been like very briefly for you watching everyone buy the high performance book this week surreal experience rewarding what would you say i found it really humbling jake i think it's been incredibly gratifying uh that people have put their faith their trust in in us to buy the book and um the support has been really humbling. So I'd like to just say thank you to everybody that's uh, that's bought a copy or suggested it. Love that. Well done, mate. And I would certainly echo Damien's thoughts. Um, if you want to find out more about the book, if you want to get your hands on a copy of the book, if you want to buy tickets to our UK tour, where we're bringing experts and big thinkers and exciting guests to you live in a theatre, we can't wait, then just go to thehighperformancepodcast.com. You can find out everything about the podcast right there. That's thehighperformancepodcast.com. Um, on behalf of Damien, myself, and the entire High Performance team. Have a brilliant week. Enjoy yourselves. And remember, there is no secret. It's all there for you. Be your own biggest cheerleader. Make world-class basics your calling card. And we'll see you next time. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.